I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, uh, April the 15th. Almost said August the 15th. You know why? Because it felt like freaking August with the Phillies going to Miami and just losing a game last night. Felt like September. September Phillies baseball. Nice to see that the Phillies are ready for the stretch run in April. Am I right or am I right? Frustrating loss last night. The Phillies fall to the Marlins 4-3 to three down in Miami. They dropped to 3-4 and four in the season. Phillies have lost three straight games now. Panic! No, I'm not panicking. But I think, you know, there is certainly a... Uh, a level of concern among the fan base right now. And look, here's the thing. Again, I'm not panicking at all. I'm like 0% panicking. We talked about yesterday. The Atlanta Braves were under 500 until August last year. Literally, literally, they did not cross the 500 barrier, over 500 barrier until August last year. So I'm definitely not freaking out after seven games of baseball, especially with a bunch of guys who've never played together before. But I'm also... Not going to get on anyone for being concerned because, after all, this is the Philadelphia Phillies, right? I mean, the potential that we're just cursed, certainly out there. You know, I don't have a ton of evidence to support that we're not cursed other than, you know, not believing in such things. Outside of that, I'm, you know, hard-pressed to really be able to prove that they're not cursed considering... It certainly feels cursed when you watch this team night after night. Just a gut punch of a team over and over again, it feels like it. So we're back. You know, we got we got all the excitement and, you know, the, hey, hey, we're going to be great this year. What a special year it's going to be. And then it's like, oh, no, we're the, we're the Phillies. So, you know, that's how, that's how it goes. Oh, win a game in Miami? What are you, out of your minds? What, the, in Miami against the Juggernaut Marlins? No way! Who could beat the Juggernaut Marlins in Miami? I mean, come on. Oh. So anyway, we head into the weekend off a disappointing stretch to start the season, obviously. A massive weekend of baseball in the sense that, you know, you can't, you can't lose the series in Miami this early in the season. I know that, you know, we don't win series in Miami, but he at least got a split. And obviously if they could win three straight here, that would be pretty neat. Not counting on it, but um, just a real, a real disappointer last night. It really was. Kyle Gibson came out looking strong to start. Kyle, Mr. 
Strikeout Gibson. The K stands for strikeout, and Kyle um, was looking great, but then ultimately had a bad inning, kind of fell apart. And, hey, you know, shout out to the bullpen. If you want to look at something, we'll dive into the game itself, but you want to talk about something that has been really surprisingly good this year. It's the back end of the bullpen. The bullpen in general, Brad Hand continues to pitch well. Canable pitched well again last night. Um, you know, guys I never heard of keeping them in games like Andrew Bellotti and James Norwood. Good stuff. You know, it was good stuff last night from the bullpen, but the offense just hasn't been able to get rolling yet. And, and that's why, you know, when we talk about being concerned and all that, I'm, I'm not there. I'm not concerned because I expect them to hit. You know, I, I think Bryce Harper is going to hit. I think Nick Cassianos is going to hit. I think Kyle Short was going to hit. I think Reese Hudson is going to hit. JT Romuto did hit last night. Only did. Four for four or four for five, whatever it was. Four hits. First four hit game was a Philly. Nice to see for JT, but ultimately just a um, you know, bummer of a game. Especially coming off those two losses to the Mets, heading down to Miami. And again, I, I get it. I get why people are frustrated and concerned because it does feel very Phillies esque, right? You know, it feels very same old story, same old song and dance, my friend. You know, that's what it feels like. It does. I get it. I do. It does. It really does feel that way, especially like we talked about, you know, the last couple of days coming off the losses to the Mets, but, you know, that, that Monday game, the last game they won, um, that Monday game to, you know, come back down for nothing, nothing going your way, and then that five-run inning, you close it out, you win that one. A thrilling win. The whole Alec Bohm thing. The standing ovation. And then nothing. And then nothing. And then just disappointment. And it is frustrating to not see them be able to grab these, you know, seeming emotional moments and turn them into something constructive moving forward. You know, it does seem like that has been a hallmark of the team the last few years. We've talked about it for years now. But it is just a consistent theme where... Whenever you feel like there's something that this team can grab onto and 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 take and run with and you know have some momentum carry forward on a night to night basis, it just feels like it never ever 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 happens. You know, never. It never happens. It's 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 all random with this team. There is no building on the day before, or taking something and and spinning it forward. There just doesn't seem to be that with this team ever. It, seems to be so night to night and you know you watch 162 it's just the flow's weird you know <laughs> there's there's weird it's a weird flow it never feels like a team gets on a roll it never seems like they're able to kind of grab onto something like i said and just kind of run with it and it is frustrating because you know when you watch baseball you want you want your team to be able to to go on a roll you want them to be able to take advantage of moments and and emotional touchstones so to speak you know like again that win on monday was thrilling at home crowd going wild big hit after big hit big inning there then they shut it down they win it and then just get shut out the next night you know and then the next day Aaron Nola stinks it's just it's frustrating they have been very frustrating so far this season they've been very frustrating it's tough to uh to feel like you're back in this thing, you know, again, especially because it, it's felt for so long, like um, this offseason, 
you know, when they made the moves they made, that it felt like, all right, you know, it's it's roll time. We're good. Let's go. It's time. It's time to end this this drought. This decade of suffering for this fan base. It's over. It's time. Let's go. You know, it really does. You know, feel that way. And it's a shame that the first week of the season hasn't lined up with that. And again, like I am not concerned, honestly, like on a scale of two to 10, excuse me, on a scale of one to 10, I'm like a two in terms of concern. And honestly, like one and a half of that's Aaron Nola and the other half's Girardi. Otherwise I'm okay. You know, I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried. They're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. Am I disappointed with the first week of baseball? Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't look at what they've done and not be disappointed for all the reasons we just talked about and the hope that you would expect more from this team in this situation, but I'm not going to freak out. Again, I said it before, but the Atlanta Braves were th- were under 500 till August. We remember the Nationals in 2019. What were they? They were like uh, the worst record for a World Series winner ever through 50 games. They were like 10 games under through 50 games. Like 10 games under. This happens all the time. You know, teams don't start hot and win the World Series. I'm not, and again, I'm not expecting the Phillies to win the World Series. Don't misconstrue what I'm saying here. Though I am mentioning two NLEs teams that have won it in the last three years. So, you know, be nice. Be nice to add another to that list and it'd be the Phillies and not another one. We all know what we're talking about. So, um, it is a little frustrating. I get it. I get it. But I'm not, I'm not concerned. I, I think these guys will figure it out. There's too much talent offensively for this team to keep not hitting. And like we said, there are there are things that you can grab onto and feel really good about. I mean, the way the bullpen has pitched has been awesome. You know, yeah, I, obviously there have been a couple bad innings here and there, but for the most part, I mean, you've gotten great outings from guys you need to count on. Brad Hand's been great. Familia's been great. Knable's been great. Like, those three are super important to this team's success. Sir Anthony has looked really good. You know, the one run he gave up the last inning he pitched, but has looked really good. You know, he's looked, the ball's exploding out of his hand. There's an excitement there. You know, even these guys who've come in for the the short stints or the long stints, you know, last night, Andrew Bellotti, James Norwood, look good. You know, Nick Nelson, star of the game on Monday, looked great. Chris Sanchez looked really good. Girardi left these people in too long in certain cases because Girardi's bad. But, you know, I think you look at the bullpen and you say, all right, I'm pretty good with this so far. I feel, I feel pretty good about what this bullpen has done and where they're at. And I think any Phillies fans should look at it and feel really good about the bullpen. And look, the starting rotation, obviously, again, like I said, Aaron Knowles a question mark. Cy Gibson is no longer Cy Gibson, which, you know, come on, let's be honest. We all expected Kyle Gibson to go back to being Kyle Gibson, but even then he was fine last night, you know, not good enough, ran into trouble and ended up not getting through five. But, um, you know, ultimately, um, you know, uh, uh, not a great outing from Kyle Gibson, but not a, a disaster. Four and two-thirds, four innings, five hits, three walks. Six strikeouts. So again, six strikeouts and four and two thirds is very good, but it wasn't a good outing. Let's not, you know, mince words here. He was not good. He was not good enough. He was great for three innings, you know, three and a half innings, whatever, four innings, and then kind of all fell apart and did not get help, too, though. To be fair, he gave up a home run and then gave up a triple that, gosh darn it, Matt Veerling has to catch. You want to talk about someone having an opportunity to take a job and run with it? And they grab it and walk at the slowest pace possible. That's been Matt Veerling. I mean, what a disappointing start to the season Veerling has had. And obviously the offensive struggles are are well documented. My man is yet to get a hit this season. He's batting oh 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 on 
the season, which is not great. The Phillies center field position last year, all-time bad. I think they ended April with like a ninety-one, a .91 batting average or a .091 batting average for April last year. This year, it's a zero. Yeah, I mean, you know, the uh, maybe the most uh, impactful offensive play all season is Simon Muziati bunt, bunting a guy over from the... <laughs> I think we had an RBI ground out from Matt Veerling, so that was pretty cool. It's been a disaster, but but... You know, you can at least talk it away a bit if he's playing great defense. And Matt Veerling is not playing great defense. Misses a ball that he absolutely has to catch. He absolutely has to catch that ball. And it just highlights how, how much of a bummer that Mickey Moniak injury was to, to start the season, that last preseason game. Because I do think, certainly defensively, Moniak's a better option than Veerling. And, and obviously, offensively, for sure. And bring up maybe a little pop at the bottom of the lineup. It's also, you know, it's, it's just laying the groundwork to give Odubo Rare the job back when he comes back, which, you know, I don't think any Phillies fan is super excited about that either for a plethora of reasons. Um, and, you know, can't get ready to see those boneheaded plays again. Right, get ready. But even then, like, boneheaded plays are better than what Matt Veerling's giving you nothing. He's giving you nothing. And, again, I'm not advocating for Odubo. Do not want that guy on the Phillies. But it is a shame because it does seem like it's setting it up for him to get that opportunity when it's back. You hope that, that Monia can come back quick and, and hit because that's the guy I think we'd all like to see really grab it and run with it. Um, but Veerling's been really tough to watch, really tough. And he started out pretty good, you know, was hitting the ball hard, just hitting it to people and getting unlucky. Um, but it seems like over the last couple of games, really starting to struggle at the plate, really starting to lack confidence um, and kind of, just hitting some, you know, pop ups, some ground outs, like just nothing hard the last couple games, and just hasn't been super impressive, you know. I think, and look, I mean, you know, maybe we were deluding ourselves in the first place to think Matt Veerling was anything. I mean, he's not. Um, you know, we've seen little bits of him, and he's he's hit the ball pretty hard, which you like. But outside of that, you know, he's not a classic defensive center fielder. He's not someone who has a prospect pedigree or. You know, someone who who we thought we've been waiting for the day Matt Veerling comes up to the majors, you know, he might just not be good enough. It's so far so so obvious it feels like he's just not good enough so far. So we'll see if he can turn it around and kind of, you know, take the last of this opportunity that he has before guys come back and start to pry the job out of his hands and, and do something with it. Cause so far he is not. He has been a massive, massive disappointment. So that that was a big play in the game last night, missing that fly ball that turned into a triple. Ultimately, the Phillies go up early in the first. Uh, Kyle Schwarber starts the game off with a, a smoke shot off the center field wall. Thought it was going to go out. Looked like we had another Schwarbaum to start a game. Did not. Ultimately, he'll get to third. Bryce Harper, a sack fly. Bryce Harper would account for all three runs. The Phillies had three RBI for Harper. Uh, as Harper uh, did... Uh, Knock in that run there, one nothing. But then we get to the fourth, and that was the disaster inning. Uh, two back-to-back disaster innings for Gibson. Um, fourth, he gives up three runs that inning. The Cooper home run to start it, and then a Joey Wendell scores two. A Do- Joey Wendell double scores two. But again, if Veerling makes that catch, who knows? It's a whole different inning if Veerling makes that catch. And again, you gotta make that catch. You're a Major League Baseball center fielder. It's a ball you have to get to, Matt Veerling. Got to get to that. Ultimately, the Marlins tack on another in the fifth. Andrew Bellotti gets out of a jam there with a really nice pitch to get out of it. And then, again, like the bullpen shut it down. Norwood a clean inning, or, or uh, no runs inning, not that clean, but got through it. Brad Hand a super clean inning, and uh, Knable gets through the ninth with no runs, or excuse me, the eighth with no runs scored. 
Um, and but the Phillies just unable to get anything going. Again, it was it was really JT Romito going four for four, and then not much else from an offensive perspective. Schwerber goes one for five, scores the run. Harper goes one for four, does have three RBI. Harper had a RBI double, a two RBI double um, that made it four to three in the seventh inning and gave this team a little bit of hope. You know, we're starting to really um, flag there. But Harper in a lefty-lefty matchup, able to, you know, put one down the line and scores a couple, and that was huge because it did give them a chance, kept them in the game, but ultimately unable to capitalize Harper, unable to come through. Uh, at the last bat of the game with a runner on. Cassianos, one for four. Hoskins, over three. Didi goes two for four, but a hollow two for four. Um, Camargo, one for four, though. Uh, Camargo really does play great defense. Had a really nice um, diving catch on a, on a Jesus Aguilar um, line drive, I guess you call it. Um, had some really nice plays on some short grounders at third. I mean, it is just... It's wild how how nice it is to watch someone field the position well when it you know it should be a given. <laughs> Major League Baseball, we're talking about third baseman, should be like, all right, dude can field his position a bit. Um, Camargo is just so much better than than what the Phillies put out there, and he's someone who's going to be a valuable part of this team. You know, he's batting four twenty nine on the season. That won't continue, but you know, he's been a nice player. He's only switched around the team. You like Car- having Camargo there. You wish other guys could step up, but um. You like having Camargo there. Stock goes over four. Veerling over two of the runs scored. And then uh, Alec Bohm gave him a shot. And the ninth comes in and and a really nice single uh, to, to get a runner on and give him a chance to lead off the inning as he kind of just fought a ball inside, kind of fought it off to the right, right past the first baseman. Just a really nice job from Bohm and, and you know, sets up that situation that we're, we're, we're dealing with here where you know, Alec Bohm has been one of the best hitters on this team this season. Certainly from a, a production standpoint, he's been the best, you know, in a limited time. But Alec Bohm's batting 667 on the season with a 700 on base percentage. I mean, 667. And I know it's only been a few games, but Bohm's been awesome from an offensive perspective. And obviously we know what a disaster he is defensively. So it's really setting up an interesting spot for this team where, you know, they need runs. This team needs to score, start scoring runs. That is the basis for this team. It's what this team is built on. It's what this team should be able to count on moving forward. And, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting spot. Do you put Bone back out there and start playing him at third more? Give him more of an opportunity because, you know, they need bats. And he's been really good. Though, to be fair, Carmargo has been good too offensively. So you can't really rip Camargo from that perspective, but ultimately uh, the Bohm thing's a, a really interesting situation because this dude can hit, and it looks like he's made some really nice adjustments at the plate, and you feel good about his ability to get on base for you, and a uh, lineup right now that's struggling, you know, it's an interesting situation. I'm sure George Girardi will handle it fine, because you know, he's great at that stuff. <laughs> but, you know, it's an interesting situation. I'm I'm really intrigued to see how they play Bohm this weekend and kind of see how they and navigate their way through this. Kyle Gibson, again, we mentioned it. Um, you know, turn back into Kyle Gibson last night. Um, obviously, it, look, his swing and miss stuff has been better this season than I expected. Obviously, the 10th strikeout uh, performance in, in the second game of the season, and then 6-4, and four, four two-thirds is really good last night. I mean, that's a, it's a strong performance from a, a strikeout perspective from Kyle Gibson. Um, Kyle Gibson, 16 strikeouts on the season. That is among the league leaders, if not the league leader. I know it's up there. I didn't check last night, but I know that he is up there among the league leaders in strikeouts through two starts, which is 
astounding. Um, but ultimately, Gibson turned back into Gibson. And I will say again, like if Matt Veerly catches that ball, who knows? You know, it changes the whole complexion of that game. It really was a massive, massive miss from him. A massive miss. Like, a crippling miss for a team that, again, like, can't afford those misses. This this team is struggling right now. Like, you need guys to step up and make plays. You need guys to, you know, come through, especially on the, the – and, again, I don't want to make it seem like it was a routine fly ball. It was not a routine fly ball, but it's a fly ball that most center fielders get to. Simon Muziati, if he's out there, that dude catches that. He just does. And, honestly, you know – <laughs> You know, forgetting the part we talked about before with Odubel and Moniak, whenever those guys get back right now today, like it might make sense to to just start Muziati. I mean, if you're already going in saying, "All right, I'm gonna get a zero from my center fielder offensively," which again, Matt Veerling has literally been a zero. He has given you zero offense. He's a one eleven on base percentage. So I guess he's given you he's got on base a couple times, but he's batting zero. He's batting zero 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 point zero zero zero. Nothing. No hits. No hits. We're seven games into the season. We're a week into the season. He's got no hits. So, like, why not play Simon Muziati, right? Like, if the reason you weren't playing Simon Muziati before is he's a zero offensively, well, guess what? You already got a zero. At least Muziati's going to make that play. Muziati's going to field his position well. And for a team that is so... such a, a struggle defensively... I, Honestly, and it's one of the most important positions. Like, look, if you're going to make the argument that, that you have to play Camargo at, at third because of Bohm's defensive miscues, like, then you should definitely play Muziati in center. The gap between Camargo as a hitter and, and Bohm as a hitter is definitely wider than the gap between Muziati and Veerling. They both stink. So, honestly, I'm at the point where I'm playing Muziati. Screw it. Go out and catch the ball. If you're going to do that, or just go all in on offense. I, I mean, maybe you try and head your bets and play Muziati in center and play Bowman third and get some offense and, and flip it that way. I don't know. I don't know. And obviously you need – it's frustrating. It's frustrating that they're in this position with this this lineup and the way it's looking right now. And obviously, once your big dogs start hitting, it's not an issue. You're not going to worry as much about stuff like this. But right now it's mattering. It is mattering. And Veerling has been just not close to good enough. Not close to good enough. And I would play Muziati tonight. Personally, I'll give Muziati a chance. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Pablo Lopez on the hill, a righty on the hill, so righty, lefty, like that. Um, you know, especially with a lefty on the hill the next night with Rodgers. You know, maybe then you go back to Veerling, but I would play Muziati tonight. I think Veerling, if nothing else, needs a, a day off. He's pressing offensively and clearly defensively just not there. It was a really bad play. Again, it wasn't, it, I don't, it was not an easy play, but it was still a bad play, especially in that moment. Like you got to get to that ball, dude. You're the center fielder. You got to get to that ball. You got to. So I would probably play Muziati tonight. And look, I might I might get bone back in there somehow. I mean, dude's hitting. You know, you need guys that are hitting right now, and they're not guys that are hitting. And, you know, Pablo Lopez is a good pitcher. So we'll see. My guess is he doesn't. My guess is he goes Stott and Didi. We'll see with the two lefties against the righty tonight. We will see. But, you know, they need to win a game tonight. They need to win a game, you know. And, and again, not in a, um, uh, I'm worried about the season way. As I said, I, I stand firmly by my um, two out of 10 on a scale of, of concern right now. 
but just for the 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 sake of your fan base, like we're losing our minds here. There are too many people who are losing their minds. Win a game tonight. Go out and beat up Pablo Lopez. Score some freaking runs. And look, Pablo Lopez is good. The Marlins staff is good. They got good pitchers. Really good pitchers. I mean, Alcantara's nasty. We saw it last night. Rogers, who we'll see in two nights or you know tomorrow night, is is nasty. He's really talented. Lefty. Like they're just good. Pablo Lopez. Really good. Had a great start to start the season. So they're they're legit. So um you'd really like to see the Phillies find a way to get to him a little bit and uh and find a way to win a game. So tonight, Zach Eflin against Pablo Lopez. I think you give the Marlins the advantage there. Tomorrow, Ranger Suarez against Rogers. Marlins get the advantage there unless uh Rangers better and then Wheeler against Hernandez on Sunday, Alicia Hernandez, who I do like, but is not close to Wheeler and certainly is not, you know, shown up as they say. Um, he's kind of a spot starter type of guy the last few years. So, look, Phillies need to win at least two of these next three, and ideally, you know, win three straight. Like, get back on track. Like, make your fan base kind of calm down a little bit heading into next week. Because, again, next week you go to Colorado, who is not a good team, but, hey, we've had our fair share of uh, bummers out in Colorado, too. Then they get home from Milwaukee and Colorado, seven games between those two teams. So, Nice little stretch of baseball coming up. Again, the off day next week, but not a lot of off days. You need to start winning some games. You need to start putting it together, start to kind of move this thing forward. Again, not worried, but it would be really nice to see them have a weekend, wouldn't it? Um, fingers crossed. Either way, whatever happens this weekend, we'll be back to talk about it on Monday. So until then, everyone have a wonderful weekend, and thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.